Hi, this is James Tatum, and this podcast is called Open House with James Tatum. Welcome to the first episode. Today, we're just going to be talking about what this podcast is going to be about uh, and kind of give you the rundown and uh, see if you want to keep listening to some more episodes, which I hope you do. Uh, so to start off with, um, the the goal of this podcast is to uh, talk about conversations that come up in the gym. Um, my home gym is House of Weightlifting, and that's kind of where we got the name, the playoff of Open House. Uh, and we're just going to talk about all the different things that we talk about in the gym. Now, we are a Olympic weightlifting style gym focused. We got a few other people doing some other things, but that's really like our bread and butter right there. Snatches and clean and jerks. You know, when we're in the gym, we come up with all these different kind of conversations and we talk about, uh, you know, we talk about weightlifting, we talk about mindset, we talk about nutrition, uh, all sorts of things. Uh, and we do different things about massage and range of motion. And I realized that a lot of these conversations were just kind of just getting lost in the moment and they uh, nobody was really hearing it beyond what we were talking about. And so we got a lot of good information that's coming out. And uh, so I thought this would be a perfect time to uh, start a podcast and have some other people be able to listen in and get some benefit out of the conversations that we have in the gym. And they're all applicable things. So we're in the gym and, you know, you can't get into position. Then we just kind of talk about all the different things that could be limited in your position. We talk about different things that are going on in the weightlifting community. Um, and then sometimes we just talk about things that uh, we, uh, other hobbies that we're doing. Um, so that's going to be the basis of this. I'm going to try to have a lot of guests on the podcast. It's your uh, not your normal interview podcast. So I want uh, I want the normal person, the normal person in the gym, to come on here, and uh, then we just talk about things that uh, that everyday people talk about in the gym. You know, the uh, I find myself uh, not getting into kind of the ins and outs of weightlifting when I'm uh, when I'm just thinking about things myself. And I don't actually start explaining some of these other things until, you know, I have somebody that comes up and they uh, they ask me a question about something. And then I'm like, oh, I guess so. You know, I've been doing this so long that some of these things just seem obvious just because it's it's so rehearsed uh, for me. But a lot of this stuff is just stuff that needs to be explained again and over and over again. And uh, that uh, that really brings out the better, you know, the the better conversations. Uh, rather than just listen to me here talk like you are today, let's see some of the uh, some of the conversations that we have been having is uh, about limb length and how they affect uh, your training or your technique. Um, so, for example, you know we've got one guy that has a uh, a longer spine compared to his total body height, and kind of how that changes uh, the technique and some of the things that we were going to start working on with him to uh, help him uh, in the front squat, actually. So this uh, this longer spine is a little bit harder to uh, keep your back tight and to get over the bar on pulls and uh, and then uh, getting some rounded back in the front squat. Um, so some of the things that we're going to work on is, uh, you know, staying as upright as possible and really uh, working on that front rack position, really fighting on keeping those elbows up. So one of the things that we were going to start adding into uh, the warm-up to help uh, this lifter with a long spine is doing front squats with straps on, uh, only up to like 50 or 60% because, you know, you got that whole risk of if your elbow hits your knee uh, while you're bailing and your hands are strapped to the bar and you can't let go, you either break your arm or you break your wrist, uh, something like that. 
So this one has to be done pretty light, but it's, a, it's an exaggeration exercise. It makes sure that your whole hand stays on that bar while you're driving the elbows up. And it really kind of, uh, it forces you into the correct position because you can't cheat it um, because your hand's strapped to the bar. Uh, so that's like one of the things that we would uh, we start talking about to get him into a better front squat position. And then on that same, uh, oh, well, on the opposite uh, side of that topic, uh, we had another guy who has a really short spine compared to his total body length. He has a harder time, you know, his uh, his arms are long also and his legs are long. So it uh, it exaggerates how uh, flexible he is. So if you've got shorter arms, you know, and you're not flexible in the shoulders, it's a little bit easier to get away with it if you, the bar is kind of forward a little bit your levers make up for that because they're they're short. But when you're longer, you know, if you're a little bit tight at the shoulder, those few degrees of extra tightness when that bar's overhead, you know, will account for a big difference when you're fully locked out. And so what what was kind of happening is with this person, that bar was sitting a little bit forward and they kind of had to lean back in, uh, well, it was in the split jerk. They kind of had to lean back and then that's just putting too much pressure on the lower back. And then we just kind of went into all of these different avenues of things that can help, you know, you know, thoracic extension, you know, the cervical alignment, and then actually, you know, just getting into it. Um, and that's what we do in the gym. We just get into it right then, you know, we start stretching some things out. Um, we even started stretching out the front of the neck to see if that, uh, can kind of help out and really kind of open up the, uh, the rib cage in the front too, just so you can get some more of that thoracic extension, and then be in a safer split position. So we talk about stuff like that, and uh, I'd like to, uh, you know, extend those conversations onto this podcast so people can get some applicable knowledge. And then if anyone has any questions, I mean, feel free to reach out, send me those questions, and hopefully uh, that'll give us some more uh, ideas, or maybe we can even talk about your specific case on the podcast and kind of go over it, and we can watch some of the videos and uh, just give some more uh, applicable quality information out here for the weightlifting community. And then maybe some other stuff too, because, you know, it's not just uh, weightlifting, you know, weightlifting has, you know, three main parts, you know, strength is one of them. And then uh, you've got the flexibility and speed aspect of them as well. And uh, those are all things that go into weightlifting that can, uh, you know, be well used in many other different fields. So, uh, we, uh, you know, hopefully we can have some strength coaches on here and talk about some of the strength stuff. Uh, maybe we'll have some uh, some PTs, uh, physical therapists, some everyday weightlifters with, uh, you know, their own uh, questions and concerns about weightlifting and how we go about uh, getting around them. And uh, so enough of that. You get an idea about what this podcast is going to be about. Let me tell you a little bit about myself. I am James Tatum. I own House of Weightlifting. That is an Olympic-style weightlifting gym, uh, or as a lot of people like to call it, a weightlifting gym. We focus on snatches and clean and jerks. I am a three-time national champion. I'm a multiple world team member and a multiple Pan Am team member. I made a run for the 2016 Olympics, came up a little bit short. I believe I was fifth in line, and we sent one male that year, and that was Kendrick Ferris, and... Weightlifting has really progressed a lot since then with the organization. We actually sent a full team to the 2020, uh, 2021 Olympics in Tokyo. 
Uh, so it's been exciting to watch how much better the United States has been getting at weightlifting. Um, I used to be the co-host of a podcast called The Weightlifting Scoop with one of my teammates, Travis Cooper, uh, and just the nature of things, and he moved out to Rhode Island and all that stuff. Uh, I am no longer the co-host, uh, but we still have a really good relationship, and you should go check out their podcast, um, The Weightlifting Scoop. They're still going strong after hundreds and hundreds of episodes. Uh, that's, uh, that's a lot of solid information on there, because we also had uh, our old coach, Glenn Pendley, on there, and that was... Um, you know, that's actually where Travis and I trained together. It was at Muscle Driver USA, an old company that's out of business now. Um, but it was pretty cool because they sponsored a weightlifting team back then, and they had a whole team of us. Uh, Travis, myself, Jared Fleming. Um, you know, there were some other people in there, too. You know, we had Kane Wilkes uh, near the end, which he was one of the 2020 Olympians. The... And then the women's side, we had some we had some good people. We had Morgan King in there for a while. Uh, but either way, you can go back and you can look. You can just go on YouTube and you can watch old muscle driver videos and you could see that training atmosphere. You could see the the atmosphere that uh, our coach Glenn Pendley uh, kind of made, and he really knew how to make a good training atmosphere to you know get people motivated, get people training hard. Uh, we also had. Don McCauley there as one of the coaches, and uh, and then for a little while, uh, while Kane Wilkes was there, uh, his dad Chris Wilkes was there, uh, and then you know, as anybody that follows Kane Wilkes knows that uh, his dad's kind of coached him up since he was a kid, and uh, the the father son duo coach athlete uh, made it all the way to the Olympics. So that's a pretty cool story, and I, I got to know a lot of people, uh, a lot of my old teammates. Uh, another one of my teammates has a gym in Charlotte. Uh, so either way, that's uh, that's kind of where my weightlifting came from. Uh, I got a lot of my experience working with Glenn and Don. Uh, I later went on to work with Dave Fleming, which is actually Der- uh, Jared Fleming's dad. I uh, learned a lot from him. And currently I am working with Leo Totten, uh, and he is the uh, he's the founder of the team East Coast Gold, which I currently compete under uh, when we go to national competitions. And it's a it's a great relationship with uh, with him. Um, right now, I'm not focusing 100% of my effort on weightlifting. I'm just you know just trying to get strong, doing weightlifting. Uh, I don't think I will ever quit the sport of weightlifting. But uh, priorities change. I've got two kids um, and a wife, and my daughter just started school, and my son uh, he just hangs out with me all day. We go to the gym and. He lifts weights, and he's getting strong, where I'm very active with my kids. Uh, I teach them weightlifting, uh, and we could probably even talk a lot about weightlifting and kids and, you know, progressing, because uh, we do a kids class at our gym, and, uh, you know, training kids is just completely different. I'm actually working with a coach to help develop him as a coach to start developing youth athletes. And uh, it's a lot of fun training kids because it's a, it's a different experience. Um, in each stage, it kind of changes dramatically. Uh, one of my assistant coaches who has, uh, he just recently progressed and he went to, he's going to school and uh, getting his master's at uh, West Virginia. So he's going on to be, you know, progress more in the career. And he is working with some teams out there in West Virginia. So maybe we'll have him on too. That would be a great guest. 
and talk about what they're doing in like uh, the college sports and how weightlifting is kind of growing as a college program. So I'm kind of excited about all of these different guests that we're going to potentially have on here, all of the different conversations and all of the applicable stuff. So I'm getting distracted again by just telling you about myself. Before weightlifting and working with all these different coaches in weightlifting, I was doing powerlifting. I started when I was in ninth grade or so, and I uh, I just trained consistently. We had a group of people, and we just uh, that's just what we did. We always went to training, and we train. I trained for about eight years in powerlifting. I was never really that great at powerlifting. Uh, our coach was mostly a uh, he coached us in the style of like Westside barbell. And uh, he coached us how to be, his program was very much based around being an equipped lifter. If that could put it that the best way, an equipped lifter means like they're wearing a bench shirt, which is like the super tight shirt that helps you, uh, you know, helps you lift more weight and squat suits because uh, we did the wide box squats. And, uh, but the one problem with that is, is that we were all raw. So uh, we were all kids and we were broke and we didn't have any money to buy squat suits and all that stuff. Um, but, uh, I still learned a lot about, uh, training and all that stuff through powerlifting. And I think that's probably why I didn't, uh, excel in the squat as much. I did, I did pretty good on bench press and deadlift. And then looking back, you know, these are all these, uh, these, these fun things about training is, you know, there's not really a mistake in training. There's just experiences. Like, I don't think of those issues being experienced, like a, a mistake in my powerlifting training. I think those were all things that helped me develop in a very specific way that actually tended to work out a lot better for the sport of weightlifting. Cause, uh, there's no such thing as, uh, what could have been, you know, it's, uh, that's just not, it's just not a realistic thing. You know, there's, I saw a meme the other day, I think Barben shared it and they were like, which one would you rather have start training three years before get your best, you know, get pick any training partner that you want or get perfect sleep for a year or, you know, and then one other thing, and I just thought, okay, you know, three of those things were things that you could immediately do right now. You could go get a better uh, training partner or you could, you know, find a training partner and make life decisions to go around that. You can um, you can get better sleep. Those are all choices. Uh, those are things you can do immediately. The thing you can't do is go back three years. Um, and it's almost pointless to say, to even say that, like, oh, I wish I found this sport earlier. Well, you didn't. You're here now. Uh, make the best of what you got. Live in the moment. Don't uh, don't have these regrets going back, thinking thinking you wish you started things earlier. And I I have no regrets about powerlifting. I have no regrets about starting weightlifting at the age of twenty one. And uh, you know even in like some of these people, I think Harrison Morris, who got fourth place at the Olympics this year in the eighty one, he's only like twenty two or something, and he's already at the Olympics. So it's uh it's important not to compare yourself to other lifters. And so maybe some of this uh, story about my own weightlifting and my own progression will kind of give you an idea because it's uh, it, it's tough when you're when your competition when you're younger and getting started in the sport is doing this and that and you're like oh why am I not doing that but really you know they're at a different point you're at a different point than them you just train and be consistent and that's really what I learned when I was uh, when I was powerlifting you know you train you be consistent you see your training partner you use that positive competition to push each other. And as long as you're getting better, that's the important thing. Just progress and uh, get better and better. And that's what makes it fun too. You know, that's uh, you got to enjoy being in the gym. You know, you got to enjoy doing the grind. 
of you know training day in and day out you got that habit but it's got to be fun too you know it's got to be you know training with people and having some fun and i i think that's a that's really valuable and that's one of the things that my uh, my training in powerlifting kind of taught me um so before that i uh was just a very active kid you know i did uh, i did skateboarding we had a lot of outside time when i was a kid I grew up, we lived, you know, half the year on land and then the other half of the year on a sailboat. Uh, living on a sailboat is a, is a hard life. You know, it's not, it's not, a, it's not cushy. You've got, a, you've got work, you've got chores. Uh, if you ever want to go anywhere, you get on a rowboat and you row there. Uh, that's going to be, you know, as a kid, I used to row everywhere. Uh, and I used to even like choose to be the one to row. And even if we had, we have a family of six, uh, I would be the one and I was the youngest, and I would like to row and see if I could get everybody going on their rowboat. And it's just a lot of fun as a kid, and it's just being very active. Uh, we would finish our homeschool, and then we'd just jump off the boat, and we'd go swim and um, swim to the beach and see other boating kids and uh, just run and play. And I think all of that stuff I did when I was young and climbing and all that stuff really helped uh, develop a strong base for sport. And... You know, that brings into the other things about, you know, I'm in I'm in Charlotte, North Carolina now or near it. And there's a lot of emphasis on sport. And maybe that's because I'm in the field. But a lot of uh, a lot of these companies and, you know, my own bias, I own a company where youth athletes are my clients. But a lot of these companies are like trying to push sports year round. Uh, And it's not a. I don't think it's healthy. I think uh, I think a lot of these people are going to end up getting injured, going to get burnt out. I think trying a lot of different things is important. I think uh, you know going out and playing. You know, a kid shouldn't be thinking about oh, if I'm going to go out here and play, is that going to affect my my training later? No, just go out and play. Just go out and have fun. All that stuff shouldn't matter until until you're older, and then you can start taking some things more serious. But for the beginning. Just go out and do stuff, you know, go out, go out, hike, go play, go climb trees. I think that's all, you know, those are the things that are going to make you better at sport, being well-rounded. So there was a time when I was training under Glenn. I was, uh, so this was 2012 to about 2016. We trained nine times a week and literally we did not do other things. We just did training and then we sat down and we did podcasts or uh, we worked on the computer if we were working on coaching people. Uh, but we did not go out. Like I didn't go out and coach. I wasn't on my feet. Uh, I, I did get a job for a while where I was standing. I was at a grocery store standing and uh, my squat went down. So like every little thing that I did, you know, directly affected my training. But I was also training nine times a week. And these sessions were you know, the minimum would be about an hour and, you know, sometimes they'd go up to two and a half, two and a half hours. So you're, you know, there would be weeks where we would be in the gym for 20 hours training. And when you're training that much, those other little things are important. Those little things like, oh, this shouldn't interfere with this. If I take time off, it's going to interfere with my training. Uh, I don't think youth lifters, I don't think, well, even most people should not be doing that type of training anyway. I think that's like, that's like when you're when you're at an advanced level, you can start doing that type of training. And then you can start limiting all of these other things like, you know, I didn't even want to go up 
two stories. I didn't want to live on the second story of an apartment complex. I wanted to be on the first floor so I didn't have to walk up extra stairs. So that uh, those situations are different, and that's important to distinguish between your own individual position and somebody like me during that time and not doing the exact same thing. Uh, you see that a lot. It's uh, it's it's just different. You can't you can't just jump in and do the thing that the best person in them. I definitely wasn't the best person in the world, but that for an example, you can't jump in and just do the same thing that the best person in the world is doing. You need to do the best thing for you at that moment. And um, you know, going down to youth, uh, youth, it's just plain. You know, actually, the youth weightlifting class that we have, where it's like ages six to twelve. Most of it is like jumping and spinning and playing, and maybe we might trick them into like getting into the right position for weightlifting, but it's not really coaching. It's just like jumping around. We're doing duck walks and, uh, you know, putting them into the right position so that they they can practice that without them knowing that they're practicing it. And then when we actually do the weightlifting stuff, and it's with this little tiny five-pound aluminum bar or even a PVC pipe, we only spend about five minutes of a 45-minute class focusing on the technique and then other than that it's all like just strength stuff and fun stuff it's just building that base that gpp base so that's a you know just getting a little bit sidetracked again um i even wrote a book about gpp i took it down it's not for sale right now uh and i i've changed a lot of my opinions because i wrote that in 2017 i'm going to come out with a second edition uh with some of the updates so i'm putting that out here more and more i'm letting people know that i'm going to come out with a second edition so that i you know, I get on the roll and I get, I start working on that. I also tend to not be super, uh, confrontational. I don't know if confrontational is even the right word. Uh, I don't get into a lot of the drama. Um, and, uh, you know, I'll be honest, you know, sometimes some of the weightlifting drama is fun. It gets things excited or, you know, just having a strong, passionate thing. I look at things very logically. So I think I'm going to try to have some guests on here that might have some stronger opinions, you know, because stronger opinions, it makes a, it makes it fun to listen. It makes it fun to, uh, uh, it's fun to argue. Uh, I think that those arguments are, uh, are worth doing and, uh, they bring some excitement and some liveliness to weightlifting and to, uh, certain ideas. Uh, if you just have me in here talking in this monotone voice, you know, you're not, you're going to get bored. You're not going to listen. Uh, you're not going to think about, you're not going to know what I think about different, different ideas. And, uh, you know, sometimes the, um, the controversies, they bother me, you know, and I think we're going to, I'd like to, I'd like to talk about them. Uh, like there's certain things that, uh, you know, some of it is clickbait and, you know, it's just the nature of the game. If you want to get, uh, if you want to get people to listen to what you have to say, you know, you have to have some clickbait. So we might talk about some of the clickbait things that get put out there in our, uh, in our industry. And, uh, you know, as much as I, um, might disagree with some of the things I realize that I am getting engaged when I see some of these, uh, these clickbait things. Um, like for example, which he puts out some good information is, um, Aaron Horshig from squat university. He's got tons of followers, but, uh, he's, he puts out some stuff and he just makes this statement. That's very, you know, 100% this is the way it is. And then I'm like, Oh, well that's stupid. That's not real. Like you're never going to get strong doing that. And I realized that maybe part of why he put it out there in such a strong way is to get clickbait. It's to get people to comment and be like, 
oh, that's really cool, I agree with that. Uh, or it's going to be people that are going to be like, oh, that's dumb. I think um, I think it's good to remind myself uh, just from a mental health standpoint that that's the way people market nowadays. Uh, but it's also, you know, it's also fun to uh, talk about those things. So I think we'll start uh, we'll start talking about some of those big things that kind of come up in the industry. And they, they always go in cycles. You know, a long time ago, it was, uh, it was, I don't remember exactly what they called it, either triple extension or catapult. Um, and that was this big argument. And it was really kind of a pointless argument, but it got people excited about weightlifting. And, you know, some of the other things now are, uh, they're, they're getting into, for some reason, squat depth or no, it's not squat depth. It's knee, knees over toes. You know, people are getting all over knees over toes, which we were doing that stuff back in 2007. And, uh, it's just, you know, it's making its way back into the industry. So it's kind of funny to see what comes and what goes. Um, and then we'll talk about it. We'll talk about our experiences from before and maybe some new things that we learned about it. And uh, and then go from there, and maybe maybe try to get into some of the uh, the excitement and drama of weightlifting, uh, this monotonous sport of snatch and clean and jerk. Uh, bring some life into it. You need to make sure that your your feet are turned out at fifteen degrees, but not five degrees. It's got to be fifteen, uh, or you know, just something fun. You know, that's a pretty boring one. I don't know. My uh, my sense of humor's well. You'll find out what my sense of humor's like the more you listen to it. So uh, make sure you subscribe and uh, look me up on uh, on Instagram. The my personal Instagram is James Tatum USA, and the gyms is at House of Weightlifting. Uh, and then we also got respective uh, Facebook pages and all that. Those are kind of the big uh, platforms that we're on. Uh, so um, if you enjoyed this, I, uh, I hope you stick around for the next one. This one's a pretty short one. I'm not sure exactly how long the uh, average episode is going to be, um, but we'll just kind of, we'll wing it a little bit, you know, and uh, I would like to be more consistent with this. Uh, I, I'm working on things personally to make sure that I'm more disciplined and more consistent uh, and also more present with everything that I do. So I'd like to, uh, you know, be more consistent with this podcast, I'd like to do something. Maybe I haven't, I haven't 100% decided how often they're going to be. I, you know, I think maybe once a week would be really nice. We're going to have to see how well I do at uh, getting this out and uh, how good they sound. So if you guys have feedback, please let me know. I would also really appreciate it if you left a review after listening to this, uh, even if you just like the way it sounds, because I. Got a little fancy uh, condenser mic so that I don't sound like I'm talking into a potato. Uh, The reviews would help out a lot, and uh, that's all I got. I appreciate you all listening.